I love Listen, it. I'm about to pray, but we're gonna. I want to start with a testimony, and I want to start with a testimony because we're talking about walking in the supernatural power of God. Yes, walking in the supernatural power of God, and I think this is so important because you and I have been talking about this a lot. The supernatural isn't magic. Mm -mm. The supernatural, the ordinary becomes supernatural when God gives the instruction. Mm -hmm. So just something as simple as this. When God gives you an instruction about what time to go to bed, for example, mm -hmm. that instruction became supernatural to you. When you implement. When you implement mm -hmm. it, which means that it gives you a supernatural advantage in the area of rest. Even when you don't understand why he's telling you to go to bed early. And I really need people to understand. Which that. is why this message, I think, is really going to be revelatory for a lot of people. Because I think sometimes, just sometimes, when people hear the word supernatural, they start thinking of spooky things. And, 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 and I'm not saying that God can't do miracles, but we have the ability to walk in the supernatural power of God every day. Well, I also think that we try to... we we. <sighs> we misunderstand miracles. If you're not sleeping at night and God gives you an instruction about what time sure. to go to bed and now you rest at night, that is a miracle. It is. People, that is people a miracle. think of miracles are only being the, the unexplainable out of the ordinary, but that's why we know God is still a miracle working God because he's still giving people instruction. And when they follow those instructions, supernatural things happen, which equates to a miracle. Absolutely. So anytime we, that's why in this ministry, what is our favorite question? What did God say? Mm -hmm. Why do we want to know what God said? Because God's instructions always attach us to the supernatural. I need you to put that in the comments. God God's instructions, instructions always attach us to, to the, the supernatural. supernatural. One more time. God's, God's instructions, instructions always attach us to, to the, the supernatural. supernatural. And we really need to understand that because many times people are like, where is the supernatural in my life? It is in that instruction that you refuse yeah. to follow. Yeah. Yeah. It is in that instruction that you refuse to follow. God's instructions, they are always going to attach us to the supernatural. That is why our starting point is always, what did God say? Mm -hmm. Once we know what God said, we confer no longer with flesh and blood. Amen. Now, I'm going to give you this Amen. testimony, and then we're going to pray. Listen, this is so beautiful. About this time last year, Canaan came to us, mm -hmm. and she said to us, she had been saying to us for about a year. At first, she wanted to be an anesthesiologist, but she had been saying to us, I had been saying to her that I didn't think she was supposed to be an anesthesiologist because one of the things I noticed about Canaan is that in her spare time, she she drew houses. She's a she, creative. She's a creative. Yeah. She downloaded apps. She drew houses. She was always looking at houses. And but I was thinking more of an interior designer. And she began to, you know, she was praying and she said that she felt like that she was supposed to be an architect. She, of her own volition, yeah. began to look for programs that she could do a summer program for architects. To see whether or not that was really what she heard God say about all Yes. Life. Now, I want to give you parents, those of you who had younger children, because we didn't even know this, and Canaan is our youngest. Yeah. There are kids all over this country. All over this country. That's out of the world. I mean, that's out of, true, out, they over the from, world. They came they from came, other countries. They came from Spain, like all kinds yeah, of places. Her roommate was from, from, well, was from, from China, China. Yeah. Greece. You need to understand this because the Bible says we perish for lack of knowledge. Yes. 
as early as the eighth grade, there are parents who begin to put their kids into different programs so they can see what their giftings are. And it's interesting because I didn't know that. I didn't, didn't know, know that. But it's not just like, I mean, they can, they literally, there were kids who left from where she was, who was trying to determine whether they like architecture, who was going somewhere else to see whether or not they wanted to be in business. Or they wanted to be management. sports management. Yes. It's all kind of programs that these universities all over the country offer. But if you don't know about it, then your kid doesn't even get a chance to go and, and see whether or not the thing that they think they want to do is what they want to do until they get in college and spend two years. And now they feel kind of stuck in getting a degree in something they didn't want. And one of the things that I said that to me, it was so important for Canaan to go to this program is because had I had that opportunity, I probably wouldn't have gone to law you school would have figured out or that's not what, I would have gone yeah. to law school with a different mindset, yeah, knowing yeah. that I wasn't going yeah. to practice. Right. So Canaan comes to us. She says, listen, I found this program. We find out that the program is pretty hard to get into. Mm -hmm. She says, I believe I'm supposed to go here. She applies to this program. She gets in. Last summer, she spends what? Almost four weeks. Four weeks in Miami. She has to learn all this architecture. She has to do a project at the end of it. Anyway. And it was tough for her. It, it was but, tough but, for But she learned how to persevere, which is what I liked about it. Because she wanted, because several times she's like, maybe this ain't for me, maybe it ain't for me. And we would say, is it just hard or is it not for you? Because just because it's hard, just because it's hard doesn't mean it's not for you. Let, let, somebody somebody ought to Somebody ought to receive that. Somebody just because it's hard that. doesn't mean it's not for you. Sometimes it's a, just because it's hard doesn't mean it's not for you, right? So at, she ended up making all A's in the program. Mm -hmm. She ended up with people saying to her, you need to apply to you, Miami. But there were other schools that she mm -hmm. could have applied to as well. So anyway, she she puts her faith out there and she's like, I'm going to apply. I believe this is the school I am supposed and to I'm go gonna to. And I'm going to apply early decision. I'm going to apply yeah. early <laughs> decision. I'm not going to procrastinate yeah. because and let me also tell some of you who have young kids this. You also need your kids need to apply for early decision because early decision is when the majority of the money is given out. Mm -hmm. Now, did you Especially hear that? Especially if it's a place they know they want to go. If they know they want to go. Yeah. If they know they want to go, you want to do early decision because the big chunk of the money is going to go. Basically, this is what they say. If you're willing to pick us early, we're willing to fund you early. Yeah. Right. So anyway, we've known for we've known for months that Friday was going to be decision day, yeah, right? We thought it would anyway. We're pretty sure it would. Be. We we were we were I don't you thought I we thought, were we were sure okay <laughs> because they said that's fair. They said that it was going to be the second Friday. Okay, okay. So um, Kanan had had surgery early this week. She had mm -hmm. to have a scope. She got a message from one of her friends that said, "Hey, you need to get up and check." <clears throat> But I didn't get in. So Kanan calls me over. We, we open the thing together. We're, we're recording it. And she gets in. Yeah. So we're excited that she got in. Now. She cried. She <laughs> cried. Right. And I literally said, if they didn't let you in, they were losers. Because that's the kind of mama I am. If they didn't pick you, they're the losers. But anyway, she's excited that she got in she calls you over we both go back to our space and she calls us again this time she screams when she screams she has read the rest of it that says that she got the scholarship mm -hmm. 
Architecture is a five-year program. She got one scholarship that's worth $125,000 over five years. Another scholarship that's worth $177,000 over five years, right? We're like, thank the Lord. But we immediately all say, don't let go of our faith. We're believing for a full ride. Mm -hmm. We are thankful for what happened, but we are believing for a full ride. Why? Because this kid applied to the U of I, U Miami because the Lord gave her a word. So she has the right to expect supernatural help because she is applying to schools based on the word the mm -hmm. Lord gave her. Mm -hmm. It was so interesting. Even when her friends would talk about their two, three choices, she say, I apply to other schools because my counselor said you should, but I have one choice. Because I believe God told me to go to you, my aunt. And what's interesting is she actually got into two of those other well-respected schools. And even though she got in, she wasn't excited about those. She was like, I appreciate X let me in and X let me in. But I'm waiting till the second Friday in December because I know that's my yes. I know that's my yes. Now, here's the thing. In between the time she submits her application... And in between the time that she gets the decision, she has to fight the thoughts of anxiety, yep. right? But here is the thing. I say to her, are you convinced that that's your school? She said, yes. I said, then even if you don't get admitted, we will get you in after 15 hours. Mm -hmm. Why? Because one of the things transfer. that we know is that schools that don't let you in, the majority of them, if you do well your first semester someplace, you can transfer. Yep. If you believe, and you need to hear this, sometimes your path somewhere is not direct. Come on. Come on. Sometimes your path, so yes. we already preach it. Tell yes. say, pastors are already preaching. Yes. Sometimes your path somewhere is not direct. It's not always linear. It's not always linear. It's not always straight. But I said to her, if you are convinced that you, Miami, is the school you are supposed to be at, even if they tell you no in December, you can be there by next January. Yeah, that's right. You better learn not to take no yeah, for an answer. That's right. So she said, okay, that makes me feel better because you don't even get into the major classes that's at right. that point. Don't if if you believe that God told you to go somewhere, somebody's no should not be able to stop you. Amen. You somebody's it. no should not be able to stop you. Anyway, we get the amount, right? And you come back about an hour later and say what? Well, I was saying to you that based on what Jordan received to go to ORU, and based on what the U, U Miami initially offered, Canaan, we're believing for more, mm -hmm. but what and, and more from ORU. But those two amounts of money equal just a little over four hundred and something thousand dollars. That is equivalent to what Fellowship of Champions has given out in scholarships since 2016. So God calls us in 2016 to help other people's kids go to school. We obey God and we begin to collectively, with the help of everybody else, sow into and make sure that these other kids had means to go to school. From 2016 to 2020, uh, the 2023 school year, this school year, that amount that we have given out in, no, in that, what, seven-year span was about $400,000. What Jordan received in scholarship and what Canaan received in scholarship totaled just a little bit more than that. And what I was saying is if God did it for us, there's some other people out there who need to be receiving this. But I just realized something you forgot. Caleb's money. 
Yeah, he got a little bit. He got money and he got the energy. Oh, oh, you're talking about, oh, yes, 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 yes. yes. Caleb, I, thought, I was thinking undergraduate. Yes, no, yes, Caleb's yes. money. Caleb, Caleb got a full ride to Emory and they're paying him. And they're paying yes, him. Yes, Tell your neighbor, it's harvest time. It's harvest time. Tell your neighbor, it's harvest time. It's harvest time. Tell your neighbor, it's harvest time. So, go ahead. I was just going to say, I, 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 I was thinking this when I was walking one day a, a week or two ago, and I'm going to go ahead and say it now because I, I just thought about it again. I don't want to forget it. The Lord said that this graduating class in FOC, the class of 2024, will receive more scholarships than all the other classes combined. We take that. So, so we Sydney, Sydney, uh, uh, Canaan, uh, Candy, the, the, the McCoy, listen, y'all need to grab hold to this and be like, yes, I received the word from my man of God. Uh, that that that, that is, is Josh a, a senior? Can, Kimberly. Josh. Joshua and the singer. Okay, all right. Well, whoever our seniors are, all of our seniors, parents, y'all need to be declaring they are going to receive more scholarship money than all of our previous classes combined. Absolutely. And we're only going up. And from we're there. only going up. And we're only going up from there. So I just want to say to those of you, we are walking in the supernatural power of God. And I want you, especially those of you who are parents, I want you not to minimize the dreams that are in your kid's heart mm -hmm. because you don't feel like you can afford it. Mm -hmm. You need to encourage your kids to hear from God. That's what we kept saying to Cain. That's what we kept because saying. Because God can fund the dream. God can, God can afford you. Can y'all put that in the comments? God can afford you. And God can afford your children too. And when I was bringing Jordan home, right? I asked Jordan, I said, why did you decide to go to ORU? And she said to me, at first, I was afraid to be that way uh, far away from home. She said, but when I went to Quest, I heard God say, this is your place. So parents, you got to step your faith up. So you can stop talking yep. your kids out of what God put in their heart because you feel like the weight is on you. Now, let me say something else, too. Not only have all of our kids gone where they believe God told them to go, our kids don't have student loans. That's right. Our kids do not have student right. loans. And I want you to know. Taylor got a full ride. Taylor got a full ride. Yeah. God will give you a supernatural plan to assist you. But for many of you, and I don't know why the Lord is so strong on this with kids, even with your kids now, your kids will be asking for things. This is something Edwin and I did. Your kids will be asking for something. They might want a certain type of car. They might want a certain type of vacation. Do not minimize those kids' dreams because you don't think you can afford it. One of the things that we said to our kids early is so forth. Canaan sold a significant seed being a blessing to a young lady who didn't have anything. She was like, my expectation is that I am sowing for where I am going. Now, Nitra said, who been with us for years, she said, I knew where God told me to go to school and I didn't have any loans. The Marlowe's didn't have any loans. It is possible. Yeah, this ain't new. This ain't, <laughs> this new. ain't new to God. God, this ain't new God, to God been doing this for the people who are listening here. So for some of you as parents, you don't realize you get frustrated with your kids when your kids at seven and eight and 15, they ask for different things that seem outside your budget. 
And instead of saying, how can we partner in faith? Let me teach you how to sow a seed. Instead of learning how to say what well, we say, we'll be back for you. It's already done. You are literally killing their ability to walk by faith because you are frustrated by their request because you're looking at your own lack. Remember, do Stop not it. be independent or self-dependent. Be God dependent. Be God dependent. Now, I'm going to pray because I think we're ready. Y'all ought to be giving hard fire, all kind of stuff. Tagging your Listen, friends and family. Tagging friends because I'm telling you, there is, a, there is a generation of kids who are born again believers, who are going to go to school debt-free. They're going to be in the right place at the right time, at the right school, in the right degree, getting the right job, working for the right companies, because God is raising them up for such a time as this. Amen. 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 Father, we thank you. We thank you for your supernatural power that is at work in us, for us, and through us. We thank you for Jesus. Because of Jesus, we have access. Because of Jesus, we can rebound. Because of Jesus, we have been redeemed. Because of Jesus, we can recover. We thank you for the Holy Spirit who leads us into all truth. So as we hear the teaching today, help us to expose and cast down every thought and mindset that contradicts your word, your authority, your supernatural power. And we declare that you are raising Fellowship of Champions up for such a time as this to be a sign and a wonder in the world of your absolute goodness yes. and your supernatural power displayed in every family represented and connected in Jesus' name. Amen. 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 Now amen. listen, I need you to go ahead if you have it. Make sure you like this broadcast. Make sure you heart the broadcast. You give a thumbs up. You give a carry emoji. Like the broadcast. Make sure you share it to your page. Make sure you share it to your story. Tag your friends. Tag your family. And let's get in here and talk about walking in the supernatural power oh, of God. God. Amen. Now, one of the things Pastor Sean said, and you heard her say this, she said, at this ministry, we ask a question all the time. And if you follow us, if you're a member here, you know what that question is, which is, what did God say? Well, wonderfully, we know what God is saying about walking in the supernatural power of God for us in this season. That's good. Because he just gave us a guiding word yes. in which we can look at. And we're going to look at a portion of this guiding word. I told Pastor Sean, I think we're going to spend the next few weeks just preaching through each of the sections. And so this morning, I want to preach through the first section where he talks about supernatural, in, super, the supernatural increasing in our lives. So let's look at the first part of this. It says, I am your father in covenant. And I declare unto you that there has been a shift. Praise God. Even when you was preaching, I was sensing there were people shifting about not killing their kids' dreams, shifting about being more God dependent, shifting about not allowing uh, what they can or can't afford to be the determining factor to where their kids can or can't go to college. He said there has been a shift in the realm of the spirit. And these future days, praise God, are the days. That I have long prepared for you. Sounds like already done to me. Already done. He says the supernatural shall increase, praise God, in every area or arena of your life. So prepare yourselves. How do we prepare ourselves? Getting our hearts, our minds, getting revelation, getting ready to, to really just believe God wholeheartedly. He says, prepare yourselves for I have opened heaven gates wide for you, which was interesting because in last year's guiding word, he told us that to prepare ourselves because we are going to start to see these gates open. He says, now I've already opened them. Last year, we spent some time getting you ready to see. He says, now I need you to prepare yourself because they open. 
you are ready to the it's gates already are done. Open. The gate somebody the ought to put, put that in the in the comment section. The gates are open. He says they are open wide for you. <laughs> and then he says, uh, and those who believe and those who will receive, I'll begin to perform mighty acts on their behalf. Listen, that's exactly what you were saying this morning, is that when we prepare ourselves, when we get our hearts and minds open and ready to receive, when we start to put all of our trust and weight on God, when we stop allowing what we can see, what we can hear, what we can understand in the natural realm to be the ultimate determining factor, we are then able to receive what God has prepared for us. It is already done. It is already, it's done. already done. The great thing is that these words are promised from our Heavenly Father. And it is our responsibility, it is our responsibility to make sure that we understand how to practically tap into this supernatural power. Mm -hmm. You mentioned this scripture a couple of weeks ago, and I think it fits perfectly here. It's Second Chronicles 16 and 9. It says, for the eyes of the Lord, they run to and fro throughout the whole earth. It says to show himself strong on the behalf of those whose heart is perfect toward him. God is looking for somebody to receive this guiding word. He is looking. It's me. He's looking for someone it's who will me. say the gates are open for me. It's me. He's looking for someone who says I have a father in covenant who can afford my dreams and my kids kids dreams. He says, I am looking to all throughout the earth because I want to show myself strong to those whose heart is perfect toward me. And when he says perfect, he doesn't mean without blemish. He means like David. David had a, the Bible says David had a heart to please God. God is looking for someone whose heart is to please him. The Bible then says in Psalms 34, uh, verse 15 in the ESV version, it says the eyes of the Lord are toward the righteous and his ears toward their cry. God is listening out for us. All there are some there are some people who've been praying and asking God for certain things, and they saying, "God, I want this to happen for me. God, I want I want this to to happen in my life." And God is saying, "His eyes are on you." that his ears are toward your cry. When we have asked God, we've given God back his word. It doesn't fall on deaf ears. God hears that. It's why the Bible then says also in 1 Peter 3, 12, it says, for the eyes of the Lord are on the righteous and his ears are open to their prayer. But the face of the Lord, watch this, is against those who do evil. That's why we're saying it is time for us to get over here on the Lord's side and stay. We got to be on the Lord's side, stay on the Lord's side because his eyes are on us. God is watching. God is looking over his word to perform it in our lives. We don't have to be self-reliant. We can be God dependent because the Bible says God watches over his word. God watches over his word so that he can perform that word in our life. But if we're going to walk in the supernatural, there are some things that we must do. So I think that this is so important because the scripture that you just had up, it says, but the face of the Lord is against those who do evil. And I remember several years ago, you did a teaching that unbelief is evil, mm -hmm. right? So when you think evil, guys, I don't want you to think fornication, prostitution, stripping, all of that stuff. I want you to say that it understand it is an evil position to partially obey God to to not believe God. Yeah, but even, is, even if you partially believe Him, you're not even if you partially obey. That means you don't believe you. It is evil to operate in unbelief. So that's why we put the word in our heart 
so that we can grow up in this area and fully persuade. When you were speaking earlier and you talked about the gates being wide open, one of the things that I heard so clearly is obedience walks you through the gates. The gates are open, but obedience is the passcode. I've got to believe in what God is saying enough to do what God is telling me to do. That is why it's important when we say, what did God say? That we then go on and once we know what God is saying, we do what God is telling us to do. We don't make excuses for disobedience. We don't make excuses because other people don't understand. Once we have heard from God, we confer no longer with flesh and blood. But we've got to believe in the supernatural power of God. There is power in belief. To walk in the supernatural power of God, we must first and foremost believe in the reality of his power. Our faith is the conduit through which God's supernatural power flows in our lives. I'm going to say that again. Our faith that he gave us, because he gave each one of us the measure of faith. Our faith is the conduit through which God's supernatural power flows through our lives. Jesus himself emphasized the pivotal role of belief in accessing God's miraculous power in Mark 9 and 23 when he declared, if thou can believe all things, all things are possible to him that believe. Mm -hmm. The statement is a powerful reminder that our faith is the key that unlocks the supernatural. Our I want to say this. Our the faith. supernatural is always present. Mm -hmm. Somebody say that. The, the supernatural, supernatural is always present. God is not having to bring the supernatural to no. us. God is not having to get us to go to the supernatural. The supernatural is always available to us. And we connect through the supernatural by our faith. I love it. What allows us to be able to do things that other people cannot do. Nobody in our family has ever done it. Nobody in our neighborhood has ever done it. Nobody who ever looks like us has ever done it. What allows us to be able to do it is our belief that it is possible. Right yep. now, the centurion gives us a great example of this. Right. If we look at the impact of the supernatural of faith on the supernatural in Matthew 8, 5 through 10, we encounter the story of the centurion who sought Jesus help for his paralyzed servant. The centurion displays remarkable Indeed. faith when he says to Jesus, Jesus wants to come to his house. And he says, Lord, I'm not worried that you should come to my house, but speak the word only yeah. and my servant shall be healed. Mm -hmm. One of the things that I love, because it says that Jesus marveled at his faith and said, I have not found, I say unto you, I have not found such great faith in Israel. What was he saying? I had not found anyone who believed the word was enough. Mm. Tell your neighbor the word is enough. The word is enough. Everybody else wanted Jesus to come to his hat. He said, just send your word. And, and this is what the centurion says. He says, I am a man mm -hmm. under authority. Yes. And then I tell people to go under me. So because I understand that in the natural, I do what my supervisor says. And my, and my, and my subordinates. And my subordinates do what I say. I understand that your word is enough to go to where my servant is and get him up. You ought to right now open up your mouth and send the word into your situation. The word is the enough. Word is the enough. word is enough. The word of God is enough. I believe the word. Mm -hmm. I am whole because the word says mm -hmm. I am. 
I am wealthy because the word says I am. I am in the right place at the right time because the word says I am. The word is enough. I believe the word. Amen. 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 Now we see this all throughout the Bible. Yep. Now there's the woman with the issue of blood. What happens with the woman with the issue of blood, right? She, we know that she has suffered many things. We know that she has spent 12 years trying to stop this issue of the flow of blood in Mark 5, 25 through 34. And it says that what happened, she said, if she said, if I can just touch mm -hmm. the hem of his garment, I shall be made whole. Her belief that touching him would change her situation caused her to get up and put her very life, life. at risk yes. in order to touch him because her face said, if I can touch him, I will be made whole. Yes. And the scripture tells us that when she touched the hem of his garment, not only was she immediately made well, but Jesus himself knew that someone had put a demand on him. He said, virtue has gone out of me. The disciple, he said, who touched me? The disciple said, well, what, 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 what teacher, rabbi, it's, it's it's thousands of people. How do we? He said, no, no, no. It wasn't a natural touch. There was a faith touch. Virtue went out of me. Someone pulled on me and their faith connected. And because of it, they got what was in me on them. That's good. That's what he said. Some that this I the reason I love this woman with the issue of blood for so many reasons. But one of the things that I love about this story is it tells us that we can be around and not touch. Mm. That we can be around, we can be in church, we can be at prayer, and not even we, draw, and not even make a demand on the we can get, literally, can't get a deposit from that anointing. I want you to think about this: these people who walking with Jesus, mm -hmm. they're saying how amazing Jesus mm -hmm. is. They're saying how wonderful Jesus is. But in, but many of them are not putting a demand. They are just following Jesus as a fan. Mm -hmm. I want you to put a demand on what God said. <coughs> Excuse me. I want you to begin to connect that every instruction of God contains supernatural power yeah, to bring absolutely. itself to pass. Absolutely. I'm going to say that again. Every instruction of God. Yeah. It contains the supernatural power to bring itself to pass. I don't have to try to figure out how God is going to do anything. I don't have to try to figure out what I'm going to do. All I have to know is that when God gives me the word, it has the power to bring itself to pass. And when I do what God said, I'm going to see what God has already done. And, and, and let me help. Let me give you a natural picture, if I okay. can, of what okay. that looks like. You said every instruction of God has the power to bring that promise from God to pass. Absolutely. Right? The Bible says that the word of God is what? A seed. In the natural, <laughs> every seed has on the inside of it Come on. a tree. A, a seed. You can plant a seed and that seed already has inside of it a tree. Seeds. What does that tree have inside of it? Fruit. What does that fruit have inside of it? Seed. More seeds. That's right. What does that seed have inside of it? More trees. trees. What does that tree have? More, More fruit. fruit. What does that fruit have? More, More seed. seed. God's word contains enough to bring to pass everything God says because everything God has said is contained 
in that word, it which is, is what the Bible calls it seed. It's what the Bible says his word is seed. Somebody better say praise. His word after. is seed. And because his word is seed, when God gives you word and you follow that instruction, you plant that word in your heart, it has the ability to produce not just a tree, but it'll produce the fruit and the seed. It's why God said, I'll give you seed and bread. I'll give you a, my word, glory to God, will produce enough in your life for you to have what you need to sustain you. And that same word will have enough for you to have enough for future generations. Now, so I'll just add to this because you preaching up in here today. Now, listen, think about this. Matthew, the 13th chapter, not the parable of the sower, but it's just two small verses. And it says that the word of God, when planted, it is smaller than other seeds. Mm, but it does what? But it grows up so that your entire life. All of your dreams, yes. all of your desires, everything God promised, it hangs on that tree that grew up from that seed of his word. And you know that there is a tree that I love on our street. Mm -hmm. And every time I go past that tree, whether I'm walking or in the car, I always think about how much I love that tree. I love that tree because that tree was small when we it moved was. in the neighborhood. 21 years ago, it was and, small. And that tree to me, is the, it, it, is the, it is the visual representation yeah. of something. That tree was too small for the kids to climb mm -hmm. in. Yeah. That tree was too small to shade the neighbor's yeah. house. Yeah. But that tree has grown up. See, when you first get the word, oh, come the on. word seems too small to deal with your death. Come on. The word seems too small to deal with your but diagnosis. That word. That, but if you plant that word, that, thing that word grow. is going to grow up and the sickness that seemed too big for the word is going to be crushed by the word and become healing and the debt that seems too big for the word is going to be crushed by the word now that is the reason that when we sow financial seed financial seed must be a representation of word seed i am only sowing money seed because i believe the word i am not sowing money seed trying to get money I am sowing money seed because I believe the word. And because I believe the word, then harvest must come to me. Somebody ought to put this in the comment section. I believe in the supernatural power of God. I believe in the supernatural I power of God. I believe in the supernatural power of God. Amen. So the first thing you got to do is you got to believe. You got to believe. You got to believe. And then once you believe, then you need to go to this next part, which is learning how to seek God's guidance. You just heard Pastor Sean talk about the fact that we don't sow money seed just because we're trying to get money. We sow money seed as an activation of the word seed we receive. Absolutely. That's why we do it. So to experience the supernatural power of God in our daily lives, we must actively seek God's presence. Psalms 105 verse 4 says, uh, uh, it says, seek the Lord and his strength, seek his face forevermore. In other words, we are to be seeking out what God is saying. Come on. We ought to be wanting every day, God, what is your word for me today? What is your word for me this afternoon? What is your word for me tonight? What's your word for me this morning? We ought to be seeking out his face. This verse reminds us that seeking God's presence is not an optional endeavor, but a fundamental aspect of our Christian walk. We ought to be seeking God every day. 
It is in his presence that you and I get to find the source of the supernatural strength and guidance. Why? Because Pastor Sean said earlier, every instruction that comes from God, when we activate and do that word, is supernatural. That's why we want to be in his presence every day to hear what he has to say, because it becomes our source of supernatural strength. That's supernatural good. strength. That's good. We see this with the example of Moses in Exodus 33, verse 12 through 14, where he says, if thy presence go not with us, carry, carry us not up hence. In other words, let me say it like this. He said, Lord, if your presence ain't going, I ain't going. I ain't going. We don't want to go nowhere that your presence is not going to be. Come if your on. presence is going to be left, don't send us right. If your presence is going to be up, don't send us down. We want to go wherever your presence is going to be. Moses recognized that without God's presence, all the other blessings and provisions would be in vain. I don't even want I don't even want money to think the way God told me to get it. It's not. I know there's people going to say that. I don't know about this, but I'm going to say it. I don't want healing anything the way God said it it's because not. it won't last long term. God gives us things that last. The world gives us things that are temporal. And anything that is temporal is what? Subject to change. So how do we get in God's presence? We got to learn to pray and to meditate on a, on, a, on a routine basis. The Bible says in Psalms 46 and 10, it says, be still and know that he is God. Sometimes you got to stop running around so fast and trying to figure everything out and trying to be so self-dependent and just sit back for a minute, get in God's presence and ask the question, what are you saying? What are you saying? What are you saying, God? What do you want me to do about this situation? I know how I would handle it, but how do you want to handle it? I want to give you a good example. Yep. The other day I was, you know, I talk a lot about obeying God and mm -hmm. what did God say on my social media? The other day, this lovely young lady sends me, puts on the post, and she says, I people keep prophesying to me that I'm supposed to be in business, but I don't know what kind of business. I come back to her and I say, You keep saying that this person prophesied to you. I'm asking you, what, what did, did God, God say? She comes back and she quotes again what the prophet said. And I said, you're stuck because yeah. you heard what they said, but you never took what they said and asked God what he was saying about what they said. A prophet. Somebody just got free. Somebody, somebody out there, I sense it in the spiritual realm. Someone just got free. That just made sense to you for the very first time. You've been saying what the preacher said. You've been saying what the bishop said. You've been saying what the evangelist said. You've been saying what, what, what somebody else has said. You just got the revelation. I need to go ask God. You need to go ask God and not from a place of distrust. No. If, if, if somebody kept, I know because people kept prophesying to me that I was going to have money and I wasn't even working. My responsibility was to go to God and to say here is what they are saying to me. How does this relate to your will for mm -hmm. my life? And so she's been stuck for years because she's like, well, if the prophet said I was supposed to have a business, what you got to say to the Lord when you created me, there, there are a billion businesses that you could have. Someone telling you you're going to have a business is such a generic word. Mm -hmm. The Lord wants to give you specifics. The Lord wants you to say to him, 
this person stared in my heart that I should be a business owner. And this is just for free. Sometimes somebody, somebody might prophesy something to you and it ain't even the Lord for you. Mm. It ain't even your word. Or sometimes somebody says something to you. And I always use this as an example. When my kids were small, I cannot tell you at least 15 people prophesied to me that I was going to travel. But I already had a word from God that I was going to be the person at home who raised my kids. I did not come into agreement with what they were saying about me that I was. They would be at least not for that season. They would be saying to me, God will raise up people to help your kids. No. God will raise up people to help my mm -hmm. kids, but God had already told, told me. You. Now, here's the thing, because Cynthia says sometimes they prophesy, but I want you to understand this. The people who were telling me I was going to go places, they weren't lying. They, weren't lying. they saw something in the future. They saw something in the future. But because I knew the assignment God had given me for that season, I was able to stay planted in what God said. That's why you got back to the sons of Issachar. They said they were wise because they could discern what? The, the times. times. Yes, you were going to travel. You're traveling more and more and more now as things are opening back up and all of those. You, I mean, you had started to travel before the pandemic. You're traveling even more now. But our kids are older. Our kids are gone. And so, yes, they heard God, but you did too. And what you got to be able to do is to know what you know, what God has said to you, and not just always listen to people prophesy because they're not necessarily prophesying. They could be telling you about something in the future. It's just not part of that season. It's not part of that season. Now, this is so important. This gets us to point three. That is why we meditate on God's word. Yes. We meditate on God's word. I said to somebody the other day, you are you, you're my best human friend. Mm. Okay. Mm -hmm. But the Holy Spirit oh, yeah. is absolutely my best friend. Mm -hmm. When people say to me, they don't have time to pray. To me, that is like saying you don't have time to breathe. Mm -hmm. There is never a day. What else you got to do? There is never a day. You are my best human friend. And when you were in Dubai, we did not care which one of us had to stay up. Mm -hmm. We were going to stay up to talk to each other. Yep. We set alarms to talk to each yep. other because we consider each other our best mm -hmm. human friend, right? So when you say to me, you didn't have time to ask God, it says to me, you do not see the Holy Spirit as your next. The Bible says, he says, you've got to desire the word more than your necessary food. And most of y'all don't miss no meals. You got to get to the point that you're meditating on the word. Why? Because if you meditate on the word, you train yourself to hear not only what God is saying, mm -hmm. but the timing of what God is saying. Some of you have screwed your life up with prophetic words. That's why you need to hear it's the season of redemption and, mm. and re rebound. Mm -hmm. Because somebody gave you a prophetic word that either wasn't for this season or it was a word that was designed to stroke the flesh desire that you had and you got off track. People message me all the time and they say, Pastor Sean, this prophet told me I should quit my job to start my business. I say, does your business make any money right now? They say, no. I say, do you have savings saved up for three to six months to a year? 
No, do not quit your job. You are going to struggle. You're going to be hungry. You're going to be hungry. You're going to be broke. You're going to be and broke. you may be homeless. And you go be mad at God thinking that God told you to do this. If somebody says to you, I see you really survive. I really see you thriving in business, or I really see you climbing the corporate ladder, or I see you getting married before this year is over. You got to go to God and meditate on his word so you can know what he says. This is the last thing I'm going to say about meditating on God's word. And it is a, it is a natural thing. I know you so well and you know me so well because Joshua tells us to meditate on the word day and night so that when it, that it will not depart from us, right? If somebody tells you something I said, you know me well enough to know how I said it. And the context. And the context, mm -hmm. right? I know you well enough, right? To know that many of you do not spend enough time meditating with God to know the context of what mm -hmm, he said, mm -hmm. to know how he said what he said, which is why anybody who prophesies to your desires yeah. can get you off track. Mm -hmm. You have to know, you got to meditate on what God is saying to you. You've got to put the word in your heart in your mouth and you got to read the written word so that when somebody gives you a prophetic word, even yourself, you can say, how does this align with the word? It's the reason we say all the time, one of the most potent sources of supernatural power is the word of God. It's the word of God. It's, it's, it's not someone prophesying to you. It's not someone declaring. It's you getting in the word and then hearing, hearing Rama hearing God say to you what you have read and connected in his word. God says it like, like Jeremiah 29, 11 says that God has uh, great plans for us, right? That's general, right? I want to know what the great plan is for me because my great plan may be different than your great plan. So we get logos for the general word, but now we need to go to God and get rhema so we know how to implement the thing God wants us to implement so that we can receive this great life he has designed for Edwin, for Sean, for BJ, for Michelle, for Courtney, for Keisha, right? We, we for, for Kim, we want to know, for Ralph, for April, for Chris, for Valley. We want to know what is the particular thing God needs me to do, right? Etoy doesn't want to live my life. Etoy wants to live her life. So she's got to go to God and say, okay, God, I know you said in Jeremiah 29 and 11 that you have great plans for me to give me a future and a hope. What does that look like for me? What does that look like for me? Can everybody put that in the comments? What does that look like for me? We think about this. <clears throat> the You, look how God ordered our life. Yeah. Okay? You were working. I was staying at home. Yeah. God began to stare up in me that I was supposed to own a business. Mm -hmm. I Ain't nobody in my family never owned a business. I don't come from entrepreneurs. He begins to stare this thing up in me and he begins to stare up in me that there is a certain way that he wants me to do. Mm -hmm. And you know this, I would go to trainers, to coaches. Yep. I would work to all these people and God would say, you can take this piece. Don't touch that piece. Yep. God, Somebody would give me an amazing plan and God would say, do not do that plan, right? I had to learn that a part of my reason for going to coaches mm -hmm. was to get information, not to get strategy, mm -hmm. right? 
to get information, not to get strategy. Yes. So I had to learn to hear even an expert coach give me a plan and the Lord say, I wanted you to learn the information. Do not do what they told you yeah. to do. I had to learn it. Yeah. At the same time, God is dealing with you that he wants you to retire. Yeah. The truth of it is, it doesn't even make sense for you to retire from education at that point. Right. You had not even fulfilled all the things you thought you wanted to do. Right. But God is saying to me, expand your business, expand your business, expand your business. I'm expanding my business. My business is supernaturally growing. And God is saying to me and to you, Edwin needs to come off of his yep. job. Now, if we had not been able to hear God clearly, you would still be working in a job that's out of season. And I would still have a small business because I was scared to grow and I didn't come from entrepreneurs. Here's what the word of God says. You read this in Joshua 1 and 8. You read the first part. It says this book of the law. Now, we're not talking about the law anymore. We're talking about what God says. So we can <laughs> we can surmise this to say whatever God is saying to you, it shall not depart out of out, out of your mouth. But you shall meditate therein day and night because here's the result. For then, then, once you have meditated on what God has said, once you have asked God, what do you want me to do? Once you have followed that instruction and it's become so big in your life, it's the only thing you even desire to do. He says, then you shall make that way prosperous. He didn't say I would. He says, I've already, I've already created the path. So now it's already done. What you need to do is do your part because then you will be able to walk it out, make your way prosperous, and then you shall have what? Good, Good success. success. Good success. Good success. Man. Good success. And so you got to do that so that you can prosper. Jesus himself demonstrates the power of God's word. When he is tempted by the enemy, he only responds with the yes. word. You've got to get to the point. Let, let, let me give you a good example. Let's say you're working a job right now, right? Mm -hmm. And let's say you have meditated on the word of the Lord. Yeah. And the Lord has said to you, your next job will be a promotion. Mm -hmm. That's what he said. Mm -hmm. Your next job will be a promotion. He has said to you, your next job is going to be increased. Okay. Yep. He gave you two things. I want you to hear that. That's different than if he just said your next job will have increase. Mm -hmm. But let's say he said to you, your next job will be a promotion and increase. Mm -hmm. That means if somebody offers you a lateral move, you know that's not you know what God not what has for you. And if you, they just offer you more money, you know that's the not same what title. God has for you. What God has for you. That's why you have to know what God says. Because when you know what God says, it gives you the ability to function in great faith. It's why the Bible says, so then faith comes by what? Hearing and hearing and hearing by what? The word of God or what God is saying. You got to be hearing what God is saying. But I want to go back to what Jesus did, mm -hmm. right? When they're offering, when, when the enemy is saying to Jesus, you're hungry, turn yep. these stones into bread. Yep. I'll give you this power. One of the biggest mistakes that. that believers make is that when somebody brings you something that you know is not what God said, you entertain it. And, you, and Jesus, what he did to not entertain it, was went back to the word. He just went back to the word. Every response was word based. Everything he said was everything that the enemy offered him, even though he was hungry, even though he was thirsty, even though he he, he is the king of kings, everything he offered him, he just used the word to rebuff the devil. 
So what I hear you- And then he spoke the word and told it to my gone somewhere. So what I hear you saying is that when God says something to us, puts a desire in our heart, mm -hmm. reveals his plans for us. Mm -hmm. Let's say God tells us about a new house, a new job, losing weight, restoring our mind, restoring our body, right? What I hear you saying is the only thing we should be entertaining is what God said. Mm -hmm. If God didn't say it, it's not even up for discussion. Up for discussion. Put that in the comments. If God didn't say it, it's not up for discussion. Because if I decide to obey God on the front end, it is harder for me to be talked out of obedience when something tickles my fancy. Mm -hmm. This is this is good. Listen, we're gonna come back. We 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 yeah, we we're we yeah. not even halfway through with this. We're gonna come back next Sunday and we're gonna continue talking about walking in the supernatural power of God because we need people especially those connected to plus super champions to understand when we talk about supernatural we ain't talking about potions we ain't talking about crystals we ain't talking about magic we're talking about you receiving god's word into your heart and then walking it out so that god's supernatural things that exceed above the natural realm can be done in your life in such a way that it supersedes any time limit that somebody else can place on it God wants to do the supernatural in your life. He's already opened heaven gates. He's already done everything he's going to do. Somebody, I had to correct my language all day. I said something about God's getting ready to do something, and the Holy Spirit said, no, no, no. And I said, oh, you're right. God's not getting ready to do anything. It's already, it's done. already done. I need to prepare to walk into what God has done. And so we're going to keep talking about this. So come back next week so we can finish this. We'll recap some of this next week. But we got some more points that we want you to really get into. And we really want to spend some time sharing it with you. We got to get ready to go to the next huddle. We got to get ready to go over there. If you are in Northwest Arkansas, you ought to come. You ought to be a part. But I am telling you right now, you don't want to miss next Sunday because we're going to dive into this even more. We're going to get into some of the practical application parts of this next week and, and, and the other points that we have laid out in this teaching because this is our guiding word. It says that the supernatural shall increase in every arena of our lives. So what you guys should meditate on this week is that part right there. Yes. Okay, God, you have released to our man and woman God that the supernatural will increase in every arena of our lives. Yes. That means you have an instruction for me. Mm -hmm. What is the instruction for my finances? Oh, what's the instruction? What is the instruction for my health? Because I know it's going to produce supernatural when I'm Because following. it's going to produce supernatural. And then once you hear what God is saying, and many of you have already heard, you've already heard some of the instructions. Then you have to train yourself to only do what aligns with that. You only eat the way he says. Mm -hmm. You only give the way he says. You, uh, you do what he tells you to do. Mm -hmm. If he's told you you're not going to live in New York, you stop looking at houses mm -hmm. in New York. Yes. You only do what he's going to tell you, you to do. do. Because if you do, you are going to see great victory. I kept hearing the whole time we were teaching. I want you to understand this. Everything God is asking you to do, he wants to make you a sign and a wonder. Mm -hmm. 
God wants to make you a sign and a wonder. Mm -hmm. Listen, it's your opportunity to give. Yes. When you give today in that little box where it says other or instruction, I want you to put make me a sign and a wonder. Make me a sign. And make a me a sign and a wonder. Make me when a you sign go to give the body day, when you go to push pay tidally, when you text to give or if you're a global partner and you go to FOC Church NWA at Gmail at PayPal. I want you to say, make me a sign and a wonder. What does that mean? God wants people to have to ask you, how did you get that house? Mm -hmm. How did you get that job? How did your marriage turn around? How did you lose that weight? So you can say, God has supernatural instructions. And my father in covenant has a good plan for you. Come on out the world system. Come on over here where the table is spread and the feast of the Lord is going on. Amen. Live your best life. Amen. Because TLP is for me. Total life prosperity. It is the will of God for Edwin and Sean. It is the will of God. Is it the will of God for you? It is the will of God for every covenant partner we have. I believe it. TLP is your, it, it is your birthright. It is, it is your inheritance. We love y'all. If you're in Northwest Arkansas, run to the huddle. Get here. Get here. The next huddle is December 31st. We're going to be celebrating Pastor Edwin's birthday on January 1st. I know that Operation Snowy Cookie got a request to say if you were coming to the party, we really need you to get those numbers to us. We got work to do. We're excited. It's not a surprise for him. Y'all know. He know he, I'm looking forward to celebrating my 52nd birthday with you guys. He's in the planning, guys. He's in the planning. But I will tell you, if for those of you who are coming for that party, we are going to dress up. We go and call it's on a Monday, but we calling it Sunday's best. We go dress up like you used to dress up to go to church. So come day. clean. So come clean. Bring, bring, come clean. And so we love you guys. We hope to see you in um, at the last huddle. We hope to see you at Pastor Edwin's party. If you're coming, you need to let Operation Snowy Cookie know so that we can make sure that we have enough spots for everybody. We're excited. This is going to be 2024 is going to be the best year of our life. And we're so not far. done with 2023 because God is not done. And TLP is for me. Meditate on the word, what God has for you. So you're a seed and remember to put in the tagline what they're putting in there. Make me a sign and a wonder. Make me a sign and a wonder. Make me a sign and a wonder. All right. Love you guys. Love Don't you forget too. Strategies for Success on Monday and Relationships 101 on Tuesday. All right.